0: Welcome into The Rock Pod from the Royal Oak Chamber of Commerce. I am John Jagay from and Detroit Podcasts.
1: I am Lisa Bibby, your local neighborhood realtor with Keller Williams Advantage. I'm Trish Carruth, third generation jeweler and owner of Your Personal Jeweler. And
2: I'm Andrea Arndt, an attorney at Dickinson Wright.
0: Today our guest is Anne Bradley from the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, somebody that I actually know pretty well. I have... Uh, worked with her previously i've emceed the light the night walk which we're going to talk about a little bit later on welcome in it's great to have you here
3: thank you so much for having me glad to be here
0: i can tell you from personal experience what an inspiring event the light the night walk is uh in the previous times that i've worked with you on it give us your perspective on it tell us what makes light the night so unique and different and special
3: Well, as you know, Light the Night is a celebration of life and community. And our goal is to bring light into the darkness of cancer. So you can imagine getting a cancer diagnosis. It's a very dark moment in life. And we want to bring together survivors, supporters, and then those who have lost people to cancer. And we celebrate together in a community event that's pretty inspiring and meaningful.
0: What are the coolest visuals from Light the Night? is the lanterns, and everybody has different colored lanterns to correspond with what their role is. Can you explain that for our audience?
3: Yes. Everyone who attends Light the Night receives a lantern based on the reason they're there. So our survivors and patients carry a white lantern. Those who have lost someone to cancer carry gold. And those who support our mission and support others who are going through their battles carry red. These are battery operated handheld lanterns. We don't release them or anything like that. They're actually pretty wonderful to be able to take home as a memory. But during our opening ceremony, everyone lights their lanterns together. And um, it's pretty amazing to see the different people who attend and have them all be together in that one moment.
2: So is the Light the Night a fundraiser then for supporting your organization? And also, do you have other fundraisers that people can donate to?
3: Thank you. Great question. We are a organization that survives on funding from people who believe in our mission and want to support what we do. And Light the Night is our largest community fundraiser that supports the mission of LLS. Now, while this is a fundraiser, and obviously we encourage people to get involved and raise money to support what we do, it is free to sign up and free to participate because we know not everyone is in a position to be able to fundraise, but we still want it to be inclusive, bring folks together. Regardless if you raise $0.10 or $10,000, you'll still be able to come celebrate with your family and friends and be a part of the community together. LLS is supported by many fundraising events, and there's also opportunities to make a one-time donation, to volunteer, to share your story, or to mentor others who are going through a cancer battle. We really run the gamut and do a lot of work in the community.
1: So Light the Night sounds like an amazing event. How can supporters... Sign up or get involved. What does the process look like? Love it, Lisa. And hopefully you'll be one of the people signing up and we can
3: see you at Light the Night this year. No pressure, obviously. Um, People can first go to lightthenight.org slash MI and that'll pull up all of the Light the Night events around the state of Michigan. And I would encourage anyone in the Royal Oak and Metro Detroit area to sign up for the Detroit Light the Night, which is September 30th. Like I said, it's free to register and everyone who registers will get a link to their personal fundraising page. They also have the opportunity to create a team. So maybe you're thinking, oh, yes, my neighborhood would love to get involved. I could talk to my PTA group. Maybe I could bring in my colleagues. All of these are wonderful things to do. And it's a great opportunity to build relationships with those around you and get involved in something that's fun and meaningful at the same time. So it's my understanding that there's a bit of a
2: competition aspect to Light the Night. Can you tell me a little bit more about the
3: Executive Challenge? I love the Executive Challenge. And it's an eight-week fundraising competition among corporate executives and business and community leaders around the state of Michigan to raise funds for LLS. The challenge is that whoever raises the most funds is recognized as the top challenger in the state and there's different recognition built in to different levels so any challenger individually raising $5,000 or more we have an ad that goes in Crane's Detroit Business and the Grand Rapids Business Journal and if you're the top challenger you get your name and picture in addition to just being listed and then all challengers across the nation who raise 10,000 or more are featured in a national ad that runs in Forbes that LLS sponsors. So not only can you compete with others around the state of Michigan, if you want it bad enough, you can compete with all the challengers and executives nationwide and show, you know, the whole United States what Detroit execs are made of.
2: I love how you can tap into the competitive spirit of everyone and make
3: a lot of money for your cause. What a great idea. It's wonderful. And honestly, once it gets started, it's the challengers, you know, giving each other some guff, making sure that they are poking and prodding and getting that competition going. Last year, our top executive challenger raised over $43,000. And this is a person who is a survivor himself, but he didn't think he could raise more than five. And then all of a sudden, once he started asking, things kept rolling in.
0: That is really cool. I I totally agree with Andrea's point too, that, you know, kind of tapping into that competitive spirit of somebody who is at that high level. But I think in the Royal Oak Chamber, we also have a lot of young professionals, whether they're small business owners or working for a larger company. On the other side of things, you also have a young professionals challenge too, right?
3: That's right. Because not only do young professionals make up the majority of the workforce, we are reshaping the workplace. We're reinventing philanthropy. And I I'm personally committed to bringing in some young professionals in this challenge. So benefits for challengers are much the same as with the executive challenge, but with some additional caveats and fun stuff. So our young professionals who raise 5000 or more are going to be featured in a BuzzFeed publication and feature that can be shared via social media, on LinkedIn, a little resume builder for you. And not only are you getting the chance to meet and compete and get recognition for your personal and professional brands, you get the opportunity to network and build your reputation with established business leaders, which I don't know about you, but that's not often an opportunity you get to meet with the CEO of Ally Financial, potentially, or the head of DTE Midstream, both of whom are joining our executive challenge this year. So it's a great opportunity to build some relationships, do a little networking, and see who's the best of the best. That sounds awesome. Can you tell us a little bit about what Light the Night is going to look like this fall? Will it be in person? We are scheduled in Detroit for September the 30th in Hart Plaza. It is an evening event, so 6 p.m. is when our registration opens. And generally, we're done around 8.30 or 9 p.m. So it's nice and short, and it is outdoors. So if everything goes to plan, we are going to be back together again, raising our lanterns in celebration and enjoying each other's company at the same time.
1: So with meeting in person for this event, are you going to be offering virtual options for those that aren't comfortable for meeting in person?
3: Yes, we absolutely are. And thank you so much, Lisa, because that has been a concern we've heard from participants, from people who are maybe a little wary of being back in public. And we had such a great response with our virtual event last year that we would like to keep those folks engaged. You know, not everyone is able to travel. We had participants from all over the state, uh, some from the Upper Peninsula who might not be able to get down to Detroit for the event, but also people from cancer wards people who are in active treatment, and people who just have other family obligations. Maybe they want to participate in Light the Night, but they are traveling or their daughter has a dance recital the next day. So there will be a hybrid event that we're happening. Not only will we be live, but we will have opportunities for engagement virtually as well. So Anne, can you give us some background on the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society and what services that you provide that make you guys unique? I'd love to. Thanks, Trish. Blood cancer is pretty under the radar, surprisingly, because blood cancer is the second leading cause of cancer deaths in the United States. Every three minutes, someone is diagnosed with blood cancer, and every nine minutes, someone loses their battle. And still, even though we've seen survival rates go from 3% back in the 60s, now most blood cancers are over 80 or 90% survivable. We're still seeing over a third of patients not survive after five years of being diagnosed. So it's pretty important what we do. And I'm part of LLS and I'm a big believer in our mission because blood cancer is at the forefront of cancer research. So at this moment in time, LLS has been part of funding 40% of all cancer drugs that exist. So about 15 different kinds of cancer, if you are in treatment for it. You've got a 40% chance pretty much of benefiting from a drug that started with LLS research. And in the past three years, LLS has funded 61 of 71 treatments that have been approved by the FDA. So we're making change happen. And I'm totally confident in saying that we're going to have a cure for blood cancers within the next decade because of the progress that we've seen.
2: That is very impressive. So, Anne, as you know, at the end of May, I gave a presentation for LLS on Cancer and the Law An Attorney's Role in the Cancer Journey. It was well received, and we got a lot of good feedback. And my colleagues and I will be continuing to give presentations to patients and their loved ones on a variety of topics. Some of the next presentations that we're going to give in the Cancer and the Law series include estate planning appointing medical, financial, and legal decision makers, as well as we have some other ideas for future presentations. We've not set dates for these presentations yet, but my colleagues and I plan to present about every three months or so. Are there any other topics that you think may be helpful for your patients and their
3: loved ones? And that's a great question, Andrea. And can I just say you did amazing. We're so (laughs) excited to have this partnership together with you. As a representative of LLS, obviously I can't speak for every patient, Um, so I would say something focused on financial literacy even when it comes to cancer treatment, um, financial literacy and legal concerns as far as what financial institutions can and cannot do, maybe what employers can and cannot ask if you uh, feel like you've lost your job because you were in treatment potentially. And that's a great point. And I know everyone could use,
2: or most people, at least even me, could use uh, financial advice. And, and we do have experts who specialize in different ways to um, help people
3: financially during this hard time. That was where my focus was. And I think another topic that might be helpful is looking at the interaction between a cancer battle and family law. I know it can cause a lot of stress in family relationships and the potential impact on a divorce or child custody and things of that nature, while a very difficult topic to address might be helpful just for patients who are going through something of that nature.
2: Yes. Some of the most stressful parts of a person's life is going through a divorce. So I can understand having that compounded with going through cancer treatment of, of loved ones, that it can be very overwhelming for a lot of people, mm. for most people. So great, great idea. And and we do have an amazing family law group at our firm. And and I'm sure they would love to give a presentation and, and help a lot of your members.
1: Hey, Andrea, it might also be a good idea to give a talk about power of attorney. Because what oftentimes happens when people are diagnosed with a severe illness They're not prepared for the decline that can happen until it's too late. So having that conversation with people to really understand if you are physically going downhill, how to set somebody up to be able to make those financial decisions for you and help you through that process.
2: Oh, absolutely. Um, That was the second presentation we're
1: planning to do.
2: It's appointing medical, financial, and legal decision makers, and that will touch on powers of attorney, how you get them, why they're needed, um, who should you choose, and and should you choose different people for different legal rights. So great point, and we are excited uh, to give that presentation as well.
0: So Anne, we've spent a lot of time talking about LLS and Light the Night And one of the important things we want to cover here in the Rock Pod from the Royal Oak Chamber of Commerce is getting to know the members of our chamber. So I want to ask a little bit about you and your background and how you got involved with Light the Night and the Leukemia Lymphoma Society.
3: Oh boy, is there a question in there? Yes, (laughs) it's the tell me about yourself question. So I have been part of the Royal Oak Chamber for a number of years. I think this is now my third job that I've been In while being a member of the chamber. (laughs) But I started my career as a clinical therapist. I have my master's in clinical psychology. Uh, It only took me about a day of sitting still for eight hours to figure out that I needed a different path (laughs) for my career. So I moved into uh, development and fundraising, basically trained myself in marketing. And uh, my first job in development was at Methodist Children's Home Society. I ended up moving to LLS and haven't looked back because I love the people and I love the mission. We really put our money where our mouth is. So that's why I'm still here and still glad to be a part of it.
0: How long have you been with LLS?
3: It'll be four years in August. So Anne, tell me something that you do for fun. I know you're musically inclined. Yes, I'm musically inclined, although I don't talk about that professionally, Trish. Darn it, farn it, anyways. Um, Yes, I'm the lead singer of a punk rock band, and just as you would expect, we're terrible and all too old to be playing punk rock in 2021, (laughs) and yet here we still are. Um, I also have an expansive garden in my backyard that my dog insists on running through every single day of his life, and I am a fitness instructor, so I run my own aerobics Class and do fitness in my spare time under the moniker Fat Fit Punk.
1: So, wait, you're in a punk band. What is the name of your punk band? And do you guys have a CD? No, we're called The Lococks, all one word. And yes, we are on
3: Spotify. Uh, we are in the process of recording our second album. The first is available for download and on Bandcamp and our website, thelococks.com. Well, Ann,
2: I think I'm going to have to get one of your CDs or records or whatever and have you sign it
3: for me. Anytime you want.
0: Oh, come on. She said <laughs> Spotify, everybody. We got to stop talking about CDs and records now. She, it's all online here. You're now. aging
3: yourself. Although the, we, do, we are on YouTube. We just covered 9 to 5 by the great Dolly Parton. Oh, wow. So that's a classic. Well, when you get rich and famous, I want something I can sell on eBay. Come on. If we get rich and famous, I'll help you. I can't wait to hear that Dolly Parton remake.
0: (laughs) So if you're listening to the podcast and you're noticing how well-spoken and smooth like butter Anne is just talking for these last 20 minutes or so, Like me, she was a college DJ back in the day. So she's got more than just musical experience in front of the microphone.
3: That's right. I just couldn't decide what I wanted to be when I grew up. So I was doing everything and anything. I was putting concerts on and I was a DJ at WUPX at Northern Michigan. So any Wildcats out there, you know what I'm talking about.
0: Way, way up there.
3: Oh, yeah. At the low end of the
1: dial and the high end of Michigan. I love it. I so respect you, girl, because so many times people think you have to choose one career and that's it. And it sounds like you've just hit the money jam. You're doing a little bit of everything that you love. That's right. And what a great
3: day it is. Any day that I get to dance and sing and do a podcast and talk about cancer cures, all that stuff in one day today. It's a pretty wonderful thing.
2: So I think you need to make a hybrid of your fitness classes and your DJ
3: skills, and you'd make some really fun classes. Oh, that's a good idea. I like where your head is at. Okay, maybe we need to pursue this. Fun stuff. And now it is time for our fishbowl question of the day, where we pull a totally random question for you. Lisa, can you pull our fishbowl question of the day?
1: Yeah, and so we've got a really good one for you today. If you were a mermaid, what ocean would you live in?
3: Oh, that is a really good question. I would say the Atlantic, because you'd get to explore all the shipwrecks that are up there. You get to maybe travel and see some icebergs, and then you can go all the way down south. You know, in the wintertime, you could basically be a snowbird in the water. So why not?
0: You could just pop up and sing, to cover a Dolly Parton song when you come up from under the surface.
3: There you go. Give the sailors something to talk about, right? (laughs) The mermaid of
2: Atlantis.
0: I love it. That's right. It's beautiful. (laughs) Ian Bradley from the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, we want to thank you for joining us on the Rock Pod today. All the information on Light the Night is going to be in our show notes as well as LLS. You get all the links right there. And if you want to just give our quick plug for all the websites and ways to connect with you uh, for our listeners right now, feel free
3: yes thank you so much John thanks Trish Lisa and Andrea thank you guys so much for having me this morning and I encourage anyone who's interested in learning more or even just having a little chat about what you'd like to see happen visit lightthenight.org mi you can also find llS Michigan on Facebook on Instagram we're on all of the things on LinkedIn and if you think you've got what it takes to do the young professionals challenge the executive challenge, or if you just want to participate with your family, friends, and colleagues, give me a call. I'd be happy to hear from you. Great, Anne. I look forward to getting involved even more. So my name is Andrea Arndt. I'm
2: an intellectual property attorney at Dickinson Wright, and I help my clients protect their inventions and build their brands. You can find me on LinkedIn and on our firm website, www.dickinsonwright.com. I'm Trish Carruth, third-generation
3: jeweler and owner of Your Personal Jeweler. I specialize in creating custom engagement wedding rings and fine jewelry. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at The Personal Jeweler or our website, www.thepersonaljeweler.com.
1: My name is Lisa Bibby, and I'm a realtor with Keller Williams Advantage. I put the real back in realtor. You can count on me to help you get the most amount of money possible in the quickest amount of time for your house. You can find me on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at Sold by Lisa B.
0: I am John Gay from Jagging Detroit Podcast. If you need help with your podcast or have any questions about podcasts or want to start a podcast, You can find me at jagindetroit.com or on social at jagindetroit. That'll do it for this edition of The Rock Pod from the Royal Oak Chamber of Commerce. For more information on the Royal Oak Chamber, you can find them at royaloakchamber.com. Thanks, everyone.